Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Recorded live. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. We're going to go ahead and start our recording for our YouTube viewership, and here we go. For those who are tuned in via YouTube and for those who are tuned in via um, Periscope and TalkShoe.com, we welcome you to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Network. Um, We're going to deal with the dietary law today, brothers and sisters. This is something that we have gotten away from As a nation, and when I say a nation, I'm talking about Israel. Um, Those who came by by way of the transatlantic slave trade, we only identify ourselves with a nation or a country. So here in America, we call ourselves African-American, but even the Africans that come over here to America, they can tell you that I'm Nigerian. Right. Or I'm Liberian, or I'm Angolan. Mm Mm-hmm or I'm Egyptian, or so on and so forth. So there's a place on the continent that they can identify with, but those of us who came by way of the transatlantic slave trade, brothers and sisters, the only thing that we can say is that we are African-American, but we can't point to you where on the continent we came from. Well, we have found that place, brothers and sisters, according to this Bible in Exodus, the 28th um, chapter. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, it identified those people who came by way of the transatlantic slave trade as children of Israel. In 70 AD, the Roman general Titus came by way of the Roman army, and they pillaged um, Jerusalem, and we escaped by the hundreds of thousands, and like we've always done under Moses, we passed for Africans under Jesus. When Mary and Joseph took him into the land of Egypt when they were running from the persecution of King Herod, Joseph uh, passed for an African Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Joseph, the, the great dream interpreter, brothers and sisters, after his brothers had sold him into slavery, and he was able to interpret the dreams of the Pharaoh, and the Pharaoh put him second in command only to himself. Right. When the brothers came to visit Egypt because they were in a uh, um, um, starving type of situation. A great famine. A great famine. They came before their brother Joseph, and they looked at him as if he was an African, a black Egyptian, and could not tell the difference between his brother, their brother who was an Israelite, and the African. So they have always mixed up the African and the Israelite brothers and sisters, and today, they mix us up today. They call us African-American, when actually, we're Hmm. Israelite-American brothers and sisters. Absolutely, I... Israel, or we are um, Israelites, and that is our true identity. Again, according to the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, the only people that have been taken into a slave-type situation by ships, According to what it says in verses 64 through 68 in the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, it identifies us, brothers and sisters. So since we know that our identity 
our true identity is Israelites or right. children of Israel, brothers and right. sisters. Right, descendants, yes. This whole Bible has been delivered to the children of Israel to teach the other sons and daughters of Adam. And so since we know that, this book also has a dietary law or an instruction manual as it pertains to what we can eat and what we cannot eat. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it leads to our topic today, dietary law, the remix. What? The dietary law, the remix. Yeah, you've heard us do the dietary law before, but you have never heard us do the dietary law like we're going to do it today on the Bible Show Truth Hour. So please go get your pen, your pad. We want you to bring that with you, but also bring an open mind, because this is going to contradict what you've been told by your pastor, mm -hmm. some of you. This is going to contradict what mama told you and what grandma t grandmama told you. But what we share with you today will come from the very word of God. And if you have a problem with something that we read to you on this show, uh -huh. not tell you, but read to you on this show, then your problem is not with Black Ice and Brother Julius. Mm -hmm. Your problem is with the word of God. Brother Julius, I'm going to turn it over to you. Where do you want to start? I want to start this at Malachi because people go to church, Black Ice, all their lives like you and I and our parents and their parents and their parents before them did. Went to church all their lives and heard the name Jesus and always heard that he was a good God and that he was faithful and he's an all-time God. But what about what he said? Who was he? Who was it in the beginning? Let's go to Malachi 3. So you want to start this with the last book of the Old Testament. I want to start this with the last book in the Old Testament, and I'm going to end it with the last book in the New Testament. Wow. And sisters and brothers, again, your problem is not with Black Ice, the brother Julius. Your problem is with the Word of God. We don't have the ability or the right to interpret, because once you begin to interpret, now you're going to add. And or Your take away personal feelings in you, this thing. You know what that's called, Black Eyes? That's called becoming a false prophet or prophetess. Mm. So what we're going to do, we're going to do what the books say. We're going to read the law and the prophets. Line up Moses, line. Precept upon precept. Here a little. And there a little. That's right. And we're going to show you, sisters and brothers, that, hey, it wasn't Moses who dictated to God. It was God who dictated to Moses and dictated to the rest of his prophets through his Holy Spirit. Malachi, Malachi 3, we got one verse to read, Black Guys. Malachi 3. And how can, but you don't hear this in a lot of churches. You don't hear this. I won't say all, I'll say a lot of churches, you won't hear this. Malachi, Malachi 3, 3 and verse 6. Malachi 3 and yes. 6. Yes. For I am uh -huh. the Lord. Uh -huh. I change not. Uh -huh. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob whose name was changed to Israel, right. are not consumed. I made a covenant with your father Abraham, renewed it with his son Isaac and his son Jacob, and Jacob, who he changed name to Israel, and his seed after him, sisters and brothers. I'm the God of Israel. I named the land after me. I named the people after me because one of my names is Israel. So, therefore, I, I don't change. A Pharaoh, uh, Jesus, go down to tell, uh, uh, Moses, go tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Israel is my son. Let my son go, or I will kill your son, even your firstborn. Mm. Who shall I say sit them unto me? I am that I am. Oh, I am. I am. That means that I have always been, 
I have always, there was never a time that I wasn't, and I always will be. Sisters and brothers, I am the Lord, and I change not. Let's move, Black Ice. Let's, where we going to start this at? We want to start this with the book of Genesis, because we got to show you, according uh-huh. to the dietary law, yep. there was a time, brothers and sisters, uh-huh. when we were all vegan. What do you there mean, was vegan? a time when we were all vegan that we did not eat anything but a plant-based diet. Uh-huh. And we hear a lot of herbalists, and we hear a lot of uh, vegans talking now that a plant-based diet is good for you. Well, maybe it is, brothers and sisters, but we cannot discount what the Lord teaches us from this book, and we're going to share with you what that is. But let's go ahead to the book of Genesis, because remember, brothers and sisters, yeah. in the beginning, nothing could be killed. Uh-huh. Again, the beginning, nothing could be killed. So how can could you eat an animal before sin came into play? Absolutely. Where do you want to start at, Brother Julie? I want to start this, Black Ice, at verse, wow. Genesis 1? Genesis chapter 1, let's start. In Genesis chapter 1, and let's read verse 29. Let's get to the meat of this. Genesis 1? Yes, and, and 29. 29. Yes. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, uh-huh. and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, uh-huh. to you it shall be for me. So I gave you all the herbs of the field. I gave you the greens. I gave you the cabbage. I gave you the lettuce. I gave you lemons and tomatoes and everything that grow off of a tree. To you shall be, it shall be for me. Continue verse wait, 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 Hold on. Wait a minute, Brother Julius. I got to say this while we're right here. Okay. Brothers and sisters, how can we go and get seedless grapes? And get seedless watermelons, brothers uh-huh. and sisters, which is something that man has tampered with when God is telling you right here in the book of Genesis 1 and 29, yeah. he said, every tree and the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, yeah. to you it shall be for me. So God designed this thing in a way, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. where every fruit has a seed. And that seed is meant to reproduce itself and reproduce the fruit. But now man has chemically altered some of the fruit and taken out the seeds, Brother Julius. I kind of disagree with that, Black Eyes. They have genetically altered. Yes. But it says a seedless watermelon or a seedless grape, yet you're going to find a seed in it. That's because true. how can it reproduce without a seed? That's true. That's the absoluteness of God, Black Ice. That's true. Continue at verse 30. Verse 30. Yes. And to every beast of the earth. Wait a minute. So he didn't give it just to man mm-hmm. to be vegan or vegetarian. He gave it to the beast of the field. But again, why? Because nothing could be killed at this time. And to every beast of the earth. Right. And to every fowl of the air. Right. And to everything that creepeth upon the earth. Uh-huh. Wherein there is life. Right. I have given every green herb for meat. Uh-huh. And it was so. So this is the absolute word of God. Who can come along and overturn it? Mm. Although you could try. But in the end, the book said, well, let the word of God be true and every man a liar. Black eyes. So the man was created vegan. The beast was created vegan. The birds were created vegan. Wasn't no ravenous bird or meat-eating bird because nothing had died. Sin had not been committed. So, therefore, there was no need to kill nothing. That's right. And the insects. Everything ate meat. Everything ate meat. Where we going, bro? Everything ate plant at that time. Everything, I'm sorry. Everything ate 
uh, uh, the herb of the field. That's right. And it was called meat, brothers and sisters. Because uh, people think meat, you think flesh all the time. But it's, meat is anything that you put in your mouth or consume. Let's go to where man sinned, Brother Julius. Okay, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. We got to go to where man sinned, brothers and sisters. Well, because, go to Genesis chapter 2. Because this is very important uh-huh. when it comes to the first thing that was killed when man sinned, brothers and sisters. Uh-huh was an animal because God used the skin of the animal uh-huh. to cover the private parts. Well, he used the skin of the animal to cover the private parts, but he used the blood of the animal to make an atonement for the sin. So instead of killing us or man, he took the animal that died, that was innocent, that took your place. Kind of like when Jesus was on the cross, black ice. And, innocent. And, and it wasn't just any animal, brothers and sisters. <laughs> it was a clean animal. Well, With that being said, brothers and sisters, we're going to end part one of this lesson, which is the Dietary Law Remix, brothers and sisters. Stay remix. tuned for part two. Stay tuned for part two because now we're about to get in when meat was put on the table. Mm. This is part one. Stay tuned for part two. This is getting deep already, and we're so excited, brothers and sisters. Twelve minutes just passed, just that quick. Wait a minute, uh, my, 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 what blew me away was he said, I am the Lord and I change not. Let's go ahead and pick this up in part two, brothers and sisters, again, the Dietary Law Remix. Let me welcome those who are tuned in to part two. For those who are tuned in to part two, this is part two of the Dietary Law Remixed. The reason why we say remixed is because we have covered the dietary law before, but none like the one we're covering today. We're going to expose some things in this particular lesson that we have not covered in this particular Mm -hmm. lesson in the past. So in part one, brothers and sisters, we went to the beginning. Yeah. In the book of Genesis chapter one, we started at verse 29, where it told you that God used all plants, all green herbs, for meat at that time. For everything, right. No animals had been put on the table at that time. Now we're picking it up in Genesis chapter 2. And verse 16. And verse 16. Let's see what man did. What happened, brothers and sisters, that an animal had to be killed for something that man did. So Genesis 2. And 16. And 16. Yes. And it said, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. No, you read that wrong. Of all the animals that's in the garden that I created, you may freely eat. No animals put on the table at this time, brothers and sisters. Come on. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge. Tree of the knowledge. Not an apple or an orange tree, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because Jesus is the tree of life. But don't eat of the other tree. That's not planted in the ground, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Which is none other than Satan, brothers and sisters. And that's a whole nother lesson for a whole nother time. But we're going to go ahead and continue with this particular lesson. And it says right here at verse 17, But yes. the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Why? Don't listen to this, man. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So this is the first place in the Bible where you hear about something dying. And it is a reward, brothers and sisters, because God is telling you, this is going to be your reward for disobedience if we, if you do this. Because the wages of sin is what, I Is death. Did the man listen? He did not listen. Okay, well then let's go to Genesis chapter 3 and let's read it. Genesis chapter 3. You don't have to interpret. We don't need no revised edition. I don't like revised edition because now you are revisiting 
something that God wrote. Now, you don't like the way it sounds or the way he put it, so you're going to come up with your interpretation? The way you are saying is death. It you don't need death. to revise that. Come on, Ice. Genesis 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Uh-huh. And he, personal pronoun, personal pronoun. The, serp, the word serpent is nothing um, but a metaphor and an adjective used to describe this spirit being or this fallen angel that was called Satan. It says, and he, talking about Satan, said unto the woman, yeah, have God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Uh-huh. And the woman said unto the serpent, which is none other than Satan, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But, but the of, Lord said, don't talk to this guy. That's what he said. Come on. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the um, garden. I want you to highlight black. Highlight that black. Highlight that sister, brothers. The tree in the midst of the garden. The tree in the midst of the garden. The tree in the midst of the garden. What I God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. What? What? Go ahead, I. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. God lied to you. God told you you shall surely die. The serpent comes along, Satan comes along and said, you shall not surely die. He is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Snakes don't talk unless they're walking on two feet. You call them no good snakes in the grass. I've heard people call that before. Wow. So now, what what else? I continue to read that verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, uh -huh. for God does know that in the day you eat thereof, uh -huh. then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, right? knowing good and evil. And when, and, and he understood that. He understood. He knew the plan of God. Come on, I go ahead. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, uh -huh. and that it was pleasant to the eye, right. and a tree to be desired to make one wise, go ahead, I she took of the fruit thereof. Uh -huh. In other words, the knowledge that he was trying to share with her, she she, she took it. She accepted it. She accepted it. it. She ate it with her ears, black eyes. Not her mouth, her ears. You can eat knowledge with and your eyes mind. and your ears, mm -hmm. sisters and brothers. Don't. We got to graduate from carnal thinking to think spiritually. Come on. She took of the fruit thereof uh -huh. and did eat. Yeah. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So what did they eat, black eyes? They ate of the knowledge of Satan's lies. Well, let's read it to them. Hold this, and let's go to Hosea. We got Hosea the 10th chapter. We got one verse. We're going to make this real quick, brother. Real quick. Let's go to Hosea. Let's see if there's Chapter a 10. such thing as eating the fruit of lies, brothers and sisters, since we're talking about eating and we're talking about people will, will think that this is literal food. Black guys, I've been going to church all my life, and no pastor had told me this until I got to the age of 11 years old. Mm. It made me understand, and I read it, and I said, wow. So what What did they eat? We, you eat, sister brothers. Snakes don't talk. But you can eat something. Right now, you and I, black guys, and the whole world, what we're feeding you is spiritual food. That if you believe it and walk in it, it will save your life, and you don't have to die. And that's why when people go to church, they say, man, I sure got fed today. What? Hosea 10, oh, I like that. and verse 13. Hosea 10 and yes. 13. Yes. Let's see if the Bible mentions somewhere else where someone was eating something that wasn't actually literal food, but so, it was knowledge. Well, we're going to use 
Let's, let's use this book, Hosea the 10th chapter. And verse 13, we're going to use the Bible. This is not Black Ice and Brother Julius' interpretation. We're reading the Word of God. Here's the show, the truth, our. Come on, Hosea 10 and 13. Yes. You have plowed wickedness. You have plowed wickedness. You have reaped iniquity. You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies. Oh, so that's what the, that's what the Lord warned him. Don't, don't talk to the snake in the middle of the garden, or don't talk to say the devil who is the tree in the midst of the garden. The tree you of the knowledge of, of good and evil. You can eat of the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ, because Jesus is the tree of life, because he told you, black guys, in John three sixteen, that I came that you might have what? Life and have it more abundant. So he is the tree of life. The day you listen to this guy who is about who whose job is to kill, steal, and destroy, the day you listen to him, you shall surely Die. Let me read that again, Brother Jesus. Jesus. Hosea 10 and 13. Yes. You have plowed wickedness. Yes. You have reaped iniquity. Yes. You have eaten the fruit of lies. The day you talk to him, you shall surely die. Because thou didn't trust in thy way. They didn't trust God. Do we trust him today? No. You know why? Because we refuse to hear his dietary law. Matter of fact, we refuse to hear his commandments, black guys. The Lord said, don't kill you sitting back playing no murder at somebody. The Lord said, don't commit adultery. You sneaking behind your neighbors and laying with your neighbor's husband or wife. The Lord said, don't. Uh, he says, honor your mother and your father. You said, I can't stand my mother and my father. Didn't say that if they were an alcoholic or a drug addict. He said, honor your mother and your father for being your mother and your father. You don't have to agree with it, but you have to honor them. Where we at, Black Eyes? Let's, for the sake of time, uh, brothers and sisters, okay, so they disobeyed God. And let's go straight into after the sin where God now is walking in the garden, brothers and sisters. Uh God now is walking in the garden. (laughs) Genesis 3 and 8. Genesis 3 and 8. Well, let me start at 7 because before... God gave them the skins of animals. Uh-huh. Let's see what man tried to do, brothers oh, and sisters. Wow. Because, again, man knew that he couldn't kill anything, so he didn't want to kill an animal to cover himself with the skin of animals. This is something that God had to institute, brothers and sisters. Uh-huh. So let's see what man did first. And the eyes of them both were open, Genesis 3 and 7. Uh-huh. And they knew that they were naked. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. How did they know? Somebody had to tell them. Somebody had to tell them. And they sold fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. What? And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden mm-hmm. in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the, of, of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Right. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. So now fear is here? You weren't scared when I told you to have dominion over fish of the sea and over all the creation? You weren't scared? You didn't hide yourself from me then? Come on, Ice. And for the sake of time, let's go ahead and just jump down, Brother Julius. What can we jump down The man sinned by Black Ice. So now what happened? What happened? Something had to die. So verse 22. Verse 22. I'm sorry, verse uh, 19. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, uh-huh. till thou return into the ground. Right. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and to dust thou shalt return. So now you got to work for a living. I came, I, you came out of the ground, I'm going to let the ground sustain you. So everything you eat is going to come from the ground, and you're going to work for a living, since you want to lay back 
and let me feed you. You got to do some work for a living. So now, let's. So now, for just for the sake of time, yeah. God kicks man, and man consists of both male and female, uh-huh. out of the garden. Verse twenty-two, and the Read Lord. Verse twenty-two, and the Lord God said, "Behold, the man has become as one of us." So the devil didn't lie about that part. In order to make a lie believable, you have to put a little truth in it. Come on, Ice. To know good and evil, uh-huh. and now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life uh-huh. and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to kill the ground from whence he was taken. Go ahead. So now, that's beautiful, black guy. So now, you know, separate yourself from God because now sin is in the world, which causes separation from God. The Lord said, I hear your prayers. I, I hear your prayers when you write. But now, because you are wrong and you are uh, 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 anti-Christ, even your prayer shall be an abomination. I will not hear. The Lord don't hear the prayer of a sinner unless a sinner sincerely repents. You got to do this thing, sisters and brothers. So now, let's go to Genesis 7, chapter, Black Ice. Genesis 7, brothers and sisters. Now, God is going to put animal on the table, brothers right. and sisters, or meat on the table. Genesis 7 and 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou in all thy house into the ark. Uh-huh. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Uh-huh. A very clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seven. Above every what? Clean beast. Now we've heard that Mo, uh, Noah took every animal into the ark two by two. That's only part true. Here we're reading at Genesis, the seventh chapter, the second verse. Right. He said, A very clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seven. Yeah. So he did not take every animal two by twos, brothers and sisters. Right. But let's read which part of the animals he did take by twos. The, a very clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. Uh-huh. And of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Well, okay, black guys, skip down to verse 7 and read it. Skip down to verse 7 and read it. And Noah went in and his sons and uh-huh. his wife and his sons' wives with him uh-huh. into the ark because the water... Uh, because of the waters of the flood. Yes. Of clean beasts and beasts that are not clean, and of the fowls and of everything that creep upon the earth. Uh-huh. There went in two and two unto Noah, unto the ark, uh-huh. the male and the female, and God had commanded and Noah. So now that's when you get your two by two. But the clean beast he took in by sevens, the seven male lambs, seven female lambs, but the beasts that are unclean he took them by two. So, brothers and sisters, this is going to conclude part two. Uh, the Dietary Law Remix. Stay tuned for part three. Now we're getting into animals and putting animals on the table. Yes. Now we're about to find out God's dietary law. Which of these animals uh-huh. are permissible for us to eat versus the ones that we were instructed to stay away from? Stay tuned for part three, brothers and sisters. This is getting deep. Wow, this show is moving so fast. We don't, we just, the time, like I the time. It just goes by, especially when you're having fun. Genesis 9. We're going to pick this up, brothers and sisters, at Genesis Line. Let me welcome our YouTube listeners. Brothers and sisters, thank you again. This is part three of the Dietary Law Remixed in parts one and part two. We showed you where man was all vegan, all plant-based food, brothers and sisters, before the sin. Once man listened to Satan, which was called the serpent or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Uh he disobeyed God. God had to kill an animal, brothers and sisters, uh-huh. and use the blood to cover the sin of man, but use the skin of that same animal to cover the private parts of man. Now we're getting into the time of Noah, 
and the flood. He took clean animals into the ark by sevens and unclean animals into the ark by two. When Genesis, the seventh chapter, you can go back to the top of the chapter and read on your own. But we're going to pick this up at Genesis 9. And 1, Black Eyes, 9 and 1. Because, sisters and brothers, the Lord covered the man with fig leaves. But it was the blood of the animal that made an atonement for his sin. So now... Everything is violated, and the world is turned upside down at that moment. Everything became wild, stuck, killing because sin is in the world, murder is in the world, so something has to die. But now, what did he, so he put meat on the table. But now, look at Genesis 9 and 1, Black Eyes, go ahead. Genesis 9 and 1. Yeah. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Sound like the same thing he told Adam, go ahead. Exactly the same thing he told Adam. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth. Right. And every fowl of the air and upon that moveth upon the earth. Uh -huh. And upon all the fishes of the sea right. and to your hands are they delivered. Like he told you in Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 1 and 26, let man have dominion over the works of his hand, over everything in the creation. Now the fear and the dread of you. So now everything is messed up because of you, man, because you refuse to hear instruction. Wasn't no wild dogs and wild beasts until you messed up. Because God made you the supervisor. Read, Ice. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat unto you. Come on, Ice. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. Now animals is on the table for meat. Wow. Wow. But what about one thing don't do, verse 4? Well, I want to save that, Brother Julius. Okay, we'll I want to save that a little bit down the line. Okay. But now we have meat on the table, brothers and sisters. Yes. So let's go to the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter. Now, yes. since animals are put on the table, brothers and sisters, and he didn't make a, a distinction at this point. He said every moving thing that lives shall be meat for you. But he did make a distinction in the days of Noah. He mm -hmm. said, of every clean beast, there you, you go. shall take unto you by seven, and, and those every, that are not clean, by, by twos. So now let's, let's see the distinction that he's about to place on all these living things that move. My, my question to you is, the opening statement of this lesson was, do God change? Same. I am the Lord, and I change not. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Now let's go ahead and get into the meat of our subject, God's <laughs> dietary law. The meat. For those, yeah, the meat, no pun intended. <laughs> now for those who are wondering where to find this information in the Bible, it's in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, and here we go. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which you shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Who's giving the instruction? Moses the Lord Jesus. is giving the instruction to Moses and Aaron. So God is instructing Moses and Aaron. So this is not the Mosaic law. Oh, I just learned something. Wow. Go ahead, Ice. Whatsoever part of the hoof. Let hoof. And is close-footed. Four-footed. And cheweth the cud. Always chewing. Among the beasts that shall you eat. So we see here, brothers and sisters, that there are three requirements. Three requirements in order for you to be able to eat animal. Verse 3. Whatsoever part of the hoof and is close-footed and cheweth the cud. Uh -huh. Among the beasts that shall you eat. Nevertheless... These shall you not eat of them that chew of the cud, that's one, or of them that divided the hoof, that's two, as the camel, because he chew of the cud, right. 
but he don't divide the hook. Right. He is unclean unto you. Because he only has one characteristic or one requirement for the Lord consider him to be uh, clean. He don't meet. He don't meet the requirement. It must be three out of three. Come on. And the hair, and <laughs> verse six, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hook, he is unclean to you. Hmm. Verse seven, and the swine, though he divided the hook and be cold-footed, almost had it. Well, it was almost there, brother Julius. Oh man, but wait, you you talking about my bacon? My I'm pork. talking about your bacon. I'm talking pork. about your smoked ham. What about my chitlins? I'm talking about your chitlins. Pig ears, pig feet, pig tail. I'm talking about all those things, Brother Julius. It said right here. But black eyes is so good. And the swine, though he divided the hoof and be clothed-footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Not Everything the... that's good to you is not good for you, Brother Julius. So that means I got to stop it. According to this, brothers and sisters, if we want to follow this, instruction manual, the Bible, the basic instructions before life eternal. But black guys, all the commercials said double bacon, 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 bacon. This is Satan's world, Brother Julius. It's no surprise to me that in Satan's world, they would be promoting things that are anti-Christ. I guess I need to stop. Well, let's find out about um, the the waters, brothers and sisters. Let's Mm. find out about that. At verse um, 9. These shall you eat of all that are in the water. Yes, yes. Go ahead, I. Whatsoever have fins and scales. Yes. In the water. Yes. In the sea. Yes. In the rivers. Yes. Them shall you eat. Well, okay. Hey, I, 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 I can eat my, I can eat oh, my, oh, ca- oh. I can eat my catfish. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's read it, verse ten. And of all that have not fins and scales. Wait a minute. In the seas. And in the rivers, and of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. No, 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 but I, I like the part, I like the part, Black Ice. It said, you should eat all that in the waters, whatsoever have fears and scales. Well, I can eat my catfish and my shrimp and my lobster and my crab. The thing about catfish is that it got fins, but it do not have scales. You cannot eat this according to the instruction of God that he gave man. But, but I think, to me, to me, what it means to me, I can eat it, bro. It doesn't matter what you personally think, how you personally feel, what you were personally told or taught. The only thing that matters is what you can read. And if you can't read it, then don't believe it. Now, what about your shrimp? Your shrimp does not have scales. No. Your lobster does not have scales. Your octopus does not have scales. Your sharkfish does not have scales. Anything that does not have fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers and of all that move in the waters and of any living thing which is in the water, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall be even an abomination unto you at verse 11, Leviticus 11 and 11. You shall not eat of their flesh, Mm -hmm. but you shall have their carcass in abomination. Verse 12, whatsoever have no fins nor scales in the waters, they shall be an abomination. He told you three times in three consecutive verses. I, 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 I'm speechless. I am speechless, black guy. You had to read this to me. It's there, and it's been there all the time. But because you come up under Europeans as slaves, brothers and sisters, in a country that our fathers had never known, you were taught 
what the forefathers of this country taught, brothers and sisters. You ate what the slave master ate. You did what the slave master did. And because he made it look like it was right, you thought that it was right. But God is telling you something different from what was taught to you by those whose country we live in. The book said that we are in the, Israel is going to be in the hands of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, sisters and brothers, we, we, we enjoy this show. We have fun on this show, but it's serious business. Let me show you what we have done. Let's go to Ezekiel, Black Eyes, 4. Ezekiel, the fourth chapter. We're going to read two verses. We're going to read two verses. We are in trouble, and we are in a strange land because we didn't obey our God. Ezekiel? The fourth chapter. Verses? 13 and 14. Ezekiel and when you get it, go ahead and read it. 4, 13 and 14, and it reads, And the Lord said, Even thus shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles, uh-huh. whether I will drive them. So we eating whatever our slave masters or whatever our captives put on the table. Then said I, uh-huh. Ah, Lord God, behold, my soul have not been polluted, Uh for from my mouth, I'm sorry, for from my youth up even to now have I not eaten of that which um, dieth of itself. Something that's roadkill. You can't pick it up and eat it. Something that's dead already. You can't pick it up and eat it. It is unclean because it is defiled. Come on, right? Or it's torn in pieces. Something that some animal done tore up or pecked over, yeah? Neither came there abominable flesh into my mouth. What? Brothers and sisters, we have to go to the New Testament now. Okay. We're going to go to the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. Now, because some of you on this line have been misinformed by some misinformed preachers, and they told you who are you to judge? What God has cleansed. Who are you to judge? Call not thou unclean. I'm just reading the book, brother um, Julie. Okay, well then let's read it. God has Call not that unclean which God hath made clean. Uh-huh. Somebody's going to sit up there and tell you that, and they're going to take you all off course. Well, what but if I we pray here on the Truth Hour, brothers and sisters, have to give you all the scriptures that people are going to try to use to try to tell you that what those brothers teaching on that show ain't the truth. Let me go show you these two verses right here in the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, where God told you you can eat anything you want to eat, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, Uh and we're going to go to verses 11, Acts 10 and 11. And it says, we'll, we'll set this thing up in a moment, but this is just what they read. And saw heaven open. This was Peter. Peter, right. And a certain vessel descended unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners uh-huh. and let down to the earth. Right. Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts on the, of the earth uh-huh. and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. So something that was in the creation, everything. Remember, a fowl is anything that flies. Probably has some uh, uh, house flies, some horse flies, some mosquitoes some unclean birds, and some of everything in the creation was in their sheet. Go ahead, Ike. Acts 10 and 13. Yeah. And there came a voice to him, talking about Peter, right. rise, Peter, kill and eat. Yes. But Peter said, no, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Ezekiel said the same thing, didn't Where he? did Peter get this from? The dietary law in Leviticus, the 11th chapter. Read that again. He said, no, Lord, I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. 
and the voice spake unto him again the second time, mm-hmm. what God has cleansed, that call not thou common. People just stop there, brothers and sisters. And they say, see, I told you, them brothers was wrong. God cleaned what he used to have, which was unclean. I am the Lord, and I change not. But, brothers and sisters, we are about to show you, brothers and sisters, without a shadow of a doubt, that those who use this as an excuse to say you can eat anything you want to eat uh-huh. are misinterpreting Scripture. Stay tuned for part three, brothers and mm. sisters, as we show you the truth of this chapter, Acts the 10th chapter, and exactly what God was talking about when God said, Call not thou unclean what I have cleansed. Which, what I have cleansed, brothers and sisters. Don't call it common. Don't call it common because I've cleaned it up. We're going to show you exactly what he was talking about. Yes. Click over to part three, brothers and sisters, so you can get the other part of this lesson. Hang on. It's getting deep, brothers and sisters. It's deep, and we're right? reading everything out of the book. Right. Nothing is coming from the mind of Black Ice and Brother Julius. Everything is coming from the mind of God written in this book. Mm. Now, let's find out what God was talking about that he had cleansed, that Peter was calling unclean. And Peter even thought that God was referring to animal. And that's why he had a dispute with God. But this is how you read the Bible, brothers and sisters. Wow. You don't read it by the middle of a chapter. To get the sum total of a chapter? You don't do that. Let us go ahead and start part three of this lesson. Hang on. Let me introduce this for our YouTube listeners. Brothers and sisters who just tuned in via YouTube, this is part three of our lesson, The Dietary Law Remix. Go and check out part one and part two. And I think this is part four, Brother Julius. This is part four, but you know what? It's so good. Time go by too fast, like I... It's so good. This is part four, brothers and sisters, and we got to share this with you. It is so many other things. Excuse me, pardon me for calling this part three. I don't want to confuse the YouTube listeners or those who are on the show. But now we are about to bust this thing out the water. We're all all the way to the New Testament in the book of Acts, this chapter we read where... God showed Peter, all these wild beasts, Peter said, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything that's common or unclean. But God said, what God has cleansed, that's called not thou common. Let's find out what he was talking about in this chapter. Hmm. Let's go back to the beginning of the chapter and establish a subject matter. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Your precept is your subject matter. What is he really saying? What is the Lord really trying to show Peter through a vision? What is this whole chapter actually talking about? Well, let's read it. Verse 1, Acts 10 and 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a satyrian of the band called the Italian band. So he's an Italian. He's a Gentile. Who is he talking about in this chapter? Cornelius. Cornelius. What is this chapter talking about? A man by the name of Cornelius. Uh Well, what about Cornelius? Go ahead. Verse 2. He was a devout man. Right. And one that feared God with all his house, uh-huh. which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God all the time. So he observed the behavior of the Jews, how they believed in one God, how they worshipped one God, how they kept the Sabbath day, and he, he liked it, and he wanted to find out about it. So the Lord was getting ready to instruct Peter to teach this man. We don't read nothing about food, brothers and sisters. Let's find out more about this man named Cornelius, this Caucasian who was an Italian. Let's find out more about him. 
He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day. Talking about Cornelius, yeah. An angel of God coming into him right. and saying unto him, Cornelius. Yes. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? Right. And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up before memorial before God. We don't read nothing about animals or food. It's all about a man by the name of Cornelius. Who wants to learn about the faith of and the God of Israel. And this is what this whole chapter is talking about. Anything in the chapter is just going to make, be making reference to the subject matter, which is Cornelius. Verse 5. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Right. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. Right. He shall tell you what you ought to do. So now, to do, you know, what you ought to what? To do what? He shall tell you, go find Peter, the Israelite, just like the Lord told uh, Jacob, uh, Joseph, interpret Pharaoh's dream. Told Daniel, interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Brother. The wise men told Herod. Herod said, where well, Jesus is going to be born? The Israelites told Herod in Bethlehem of Judea. Now, in the days of Cornelius, Cornelius, go find Peter, the Israelite. He's going to tell you what you and your house have to do to be saved. Brothers and sisters, I'm about to share something with you that may be kind of shocking to you. But I'm going to tell you, based on what we read right here, <coughs> God does not deal with any other nation other than Israel directly. God does not deal with Gentiles or these Caucasians directly. Why couldn't the angel just tell Cornelius what he ought to do? That's not the protocol of God. That is not the, the father gives it to the son. Yes. The son gives it to an angel. The angel gives it to an Israelite, and the Israelite gives it to the Gentile or the Hamite, the or the other nations of the world. Revelation 1 and 1. That's the what you call learning something on the way to learn something. Can't be broken, black guys. Where we at? At verse 10. Right. At ver I'm sorry, at verse... Um, well, read it. At verse 7. Right. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants, uh -huh. and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. Come on. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Yes. Looking for Peter, this Israelite. Continue to read. On the next day, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop, or the roof, as we call it, to pray about the sixth hour. The sixth hour of the day, which is 12 midday. Go ahead, Ice. And became very hungry and right. would have eaten. But while they made ready, they were still preparing their food. Uh-huh. He fell into a train. Who did? Peter did. So Peter began to have a vision. Come on, Ice. Now we're about to pick up where we started at, where these preachers who are misinformed, where they took you to, without taking you to the beginning of the chapter. Or to the book of Genesis. This is now, now we have led up to where we went into when we first came into this chapter. Yes. And we did it that way because we wanted to show you how people throw you off, not really knowing what this chapter is talking about. Now we are establishing that it's talking about Cornelius. Right. He needs to know something. He has to go to a man to find out. 
Verse 11. Yes. And saw heaven open, and a certain vessel descended unto him, as it had been a great sheep knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, yes. wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of, of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. Well, Black Eyes, you got your food here. This is not food. We're talking about nations, Black Eyes. Keep reading. It's going it's to... And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Uh-huh. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Because I want you to underline the word common and unclean. Right. Underline it. So the Lord is getting ready to prepare. He already done prepared Cornelius to go and find Peter. Now he's preparing Peter to receive Cornelius, but he's trying to bring the Gentiles to the New Testament church, but he got to prepare his messenger first, his priest. Verse 15. Yes. And the voice spake unto him again uh, the second time. Right. What God has cleansed, uh-huh. that call not thou common. Then okay. the word common again. Yes. This was done three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. But black eyes, do Peter really understand? He saw a vision. He heard a voice. But he's trying to figure out what this thing means. Verse um, 17. Yes. Now, while Peter doubted, underline the word doubted, in himself, what this vision which what he this had what? should mean. What this what? Vision. Go ahead. Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Go ahead. And called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. Uh-huh. While Peter thought on the vision. So, so Peter is still trying to figure out what, Lord, did you trying to tell me? I'm trying to understand this thing. But Peter's still thinking on the vision. And why was he thinking? Because he know that God don't change. Right. While Peter thought of the vision, the Spirit said unto him, uh-huh. Behold, three men are looking for you. Yes. Arise, therefore, and get thee down and go with them, doubting. There they were doubting again. Uh-huh. Nothing, for I have sent them. Wait a minute. You mean... So God is working through his spirit, right? By his Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. So therefore, he said, I am sent. But it's the Lord who's working through his angels. He struck Peter. Come on. Verse 22. Yes. And they said, Cornelius, the satir... Read 21. 21. Uh, verse 21. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. Uh-huh. What is the cause wherefore you are come? Go ahead. And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feared God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, uh-huh. was warned from God by a holy angel to send for you into his house uh-huh. and to hear words from you. Go ahead. I... Then called he them in uh-huh. and lodged them. And on the next day, Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied yeah, them. Yeah, six more brothers that went with him, black guys. Continue to read. See, we have to read the whole thing because we're not talking about a flesh and blood uh, 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 food or what you call animals. Well, let's find out, Brother Julius. Let's read it to him. Verse 24. Yes. And the the next day after they entered into Caesarea, uh-huh. now he's going into Cornelius. And Cornelius waited for them uh-huh. and had called together his cousins and his friends. Right. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. You mean Cornelius fell down, the Gentile fell down before the Israelites? This white man fell down at the feet of a black man and began to worship him. Another story, another, another lesson, another time. Come Verse on. Verse 26. Uh-huh. But Peter took him up saying. This is what a true servant of God would do. You don't get the hot mind, black guy, because you are serving the God. 
You're a servant of God. This is what you should do. Read it. Stand up, Cornelius. Uh-huh. I myself also am a man. Go ahead. And he talked with him and went in and found many that would come together. Uh-huh. And he said unto them, you know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew uh-huh. to keep company or come into one of another nation. Right. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Oh, rise, Peter, slay and eat. Not so, Lord. I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Now I know what the vision means. God has showed me that when somebody believes in God and fear God and honor God, then he's no longer common. He is acceptable. They are brothers and sisters in Christ. Here has nothing to do with food. The hook, line, and sinker at verse 28. God showed me through the vision, brothers and sisters, right. not that I should not call any animal common or unclean. But what I... He said right here, verse 28, uh-huh. but God has showed me that I should not call any man common and unclean. So there's nothing in this chapter that takes away God's dietary law. Nothing. Here in 2016, January the 26th, you still cannot eat pork. You still cannot eat catfish. They do it. You still cannot eat anything that God deemed to be abominable or unclean or that wasn't permissible to eat. And now, why did God use man, Brother Julius? Because God, because men are described, or Gentile nations are described as wild beasts. Let's look at this Caucasian man. What symbol does he use in Chicago for his football team? A bear. What symbol does he use in Chicago for his National League baseball team? Another small baby bear, which is another beast of the field, which is a cub. What does he use in Philadelphia for his football team? He considered himself to be Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, another wild beast. Chicago has a basketball team that Michael Jordan used to play for, and he was called a Chicago Bulls, a wild beast. A wild beast. What about the NFL team in Detroit? Is it called the Detroit? The Detroit NFL team, he calls himself a lion. Wild beast. Gentiles are described as wild beasts. Man is now just uh, putting on sports uh, uh, figures and figurines. And, and even the nations, the symbol of the nation of America is a bald eagle. The symbol of Russia is a what? Is a bear. And the symbol of Greece is the goat and the symbol and, and Great Britain uh, a lion a lion so brothers and sisters the Caucasian the Gentile Gentile nations Europeans have always used animals to represent themselves or never could themselves the lion <clears throat> the Medo-Persian Empire the bear the Greek Empire the goat or ram the Roman Empire, oh, wow, and terrible. Let me take them to one more place, Brother wow. Julius, before we close out our show. Wow. And we're going to end this, and we're going to do one more part, brothers and sisters. We do have a show coming on after this, so wow. I'm going to make this real quick. Stay tuned for part five, brothers and sisters. Part five? This is how good it's getting, Brother Woo! Julius. We're going to stay in the um, book of Acts. Yeah. Let's go to the 15th chapter, because there's a religious organization called the Jehovah Witnesses, and there are other religious organizations that teach this. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters, for those who are listening. 
This is part five of the Bible radio show, The Truth Hour, The Dietary Law Remix. The reason why I want to go here, Brother Julius, is because we showed how in the book of Acts, certain misinformed preachers misinterpreted the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, and they taught their congregation right. that you can eat anything you want to eat because now what God used to call unclean, he has cleansed. Black but we found out in part four that that whole chapter was talking about accepting the Gentiles into the body of Christ. And in verse 28 of the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, uh-huh. he said, God showed me, Peter talking, that I should not call any man common or unclean. Uh-huh. So now let's see another chapter where many religious organizations, such as the Jehovah Witnesses and others, have used scriptures directly pertaining to the dietary law uh-huh. to introduce another doctrine into society that's not a doctrine of God. This is what happens when you misinterpret. You misinterpret because you interpret. Just read the book and believe the book. That way, but you've got to go here a little and there a little. The Bible backs itself up. There is no contradictions in the Word of God nowhere. My mom, who's a Jehovah Witness, said, Son, this is the verse right here that tells you that you can't have blood transfusions. My mom is a Jehovah Witness, Acts the 15th chapter, uh-huh. and the... Uh, 20th verse right. says, but that we write unto them, talking about the Gentiles. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, back it up. Back let's it up. go to verse, verse 18. Verse 18. Uh-huh. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Uh-huh. Wherefore, my sentence is, and who we got to find out who this my is, uh-huh. we'll back up in a moment, uh-huh. is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, right. but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols, right. and from fornication, right. and from being strangled, uh-huh. and from blood. That is how you fear God when you keep his commandments. That's what happened to Cornelius. That's why made his prayer acceptable. That's why the Lord sent the angel to him, black guy. Well, wait a minute. Right here it says stay away from blood. So the Jehovah Witness and those who practice this doctrine that they introduced yes. into religion yes. would make you think that you can't have blood transfusions because here it says, says stay away from blood. But again, like we did in Acts the 10th chapter, right. let's back up to the beginning of the chapter and establish a subject matter. Uh-huh. Acts 15, chapter, verse 1. Come on. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and uh. said, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. And I agree with that because that is a covenant. But it seems like here we are establishing that the subject of this particular chapter yeah. is talking about circumcision. And circumcision of the Gentiles, sisters and brothers, because Israel was always already circumcised. That is a covenant that he made with Abraham. Acts 15 and 2. Come on. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension the big argument. and yeah. dissension uh, with them, uh-huh. they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. Yes. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through the Phoenix and Samaria, uh-huh. declaring the conversation of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brothers. So the whole conversation was the Gentiles and the circumcision of the Gentiles has nothing to do with blood or blood transfusion or eating of blood. 
Nothing. Let's do verse 5, Acts 15 and 5. Right. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them uh-huh. and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And I agree with that because the Bible says one law, one faith, one baptism, one Lord and Savior for all people, one gospel. And let me make a correction here, brothers and sisters. This was not the law of Moses. This was the law of God. Right. That he dictated to Moses. Moses didn't write a word of this. Come on, black guys. Because Moses, the Lord says, because Moses wasn't even born when the Lord talked to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Verse 6, and yeah. the apostles and elders came together for to consider this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, men and brethren, right? you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us. Right. That the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So Peter was the apostle to the Gentiles before Paul was. Come on, Black Verse 8. Yes. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto Just us. Just like he did unto Cornelius and his family, because they believed in him and wanted to learn about him. Come on. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. They had to get to hear the word of God first. Then once you hear the word, then you go and, and you understand the covenant of God. Then you go and get that skin clipped or you get circumcised because your faith in God is going to cause you to believe all of his word, not some of it, black eyes. For the sake of time, verse 11. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should be saved even as they. And that's absolutely, absolutely true, black guys, because grace is poured upon us all. There's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile once, you all, once we all fall into the word of God. Verse 12. Yep. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, yes. declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Yes. And after they had held their peace, okay. James answered, Saying, men and brethren, listen to me. James, still an Israelite. Still one of the, the apostles. Come on. Simon have declared how God at first did visit the Gentiles right. to take out of them a people for his name. Because Cornelius was the first Gentile to come into the New Testament church. Come on. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. Right. After this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, right. which is fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. And this is at the return of Christ. They were telling the Gentiles that Christ is going to return and rule the world. Remember, this is still James talking. Go ahead, I. Verse 17, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord. Right. And all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, right. saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Because the Gentiles have to become spiritual Israel too. Verse 17. Yes. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Right. Now here's the hook, line, and sinker. Right. This man is about to give his personal opinion, brothers and sisters. This is James talking. We're still talking about James. Right. Verse 19, Acts 15 and 19. Wherefore, my sentence is uh-huh. that we trouble not them which are, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. What do you mean trouble, Black? I ain't no trouble in being circumcision because they themselves were circumcision. It's not a burden. It's a commandment. But Go that ahead. we write unto them that they abstain from the pollutions of idols and from the fornic- and from fornication Two? and from being strangled right. and from blood. So now we got to find out what is it about this blood, according to the law, uh-huh. that you have to stay away from. This lines directly up with the dietary law. I know we went around it the long way, but we had to show you how misinformed teachers and preachers 
send you off, making you think that this chapter is talking about one thing when it's actually talking about another thing. A whole other subject Circumcision matter. only. But now let's find out about this blood. Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9. Circumcision of the Gentiles. This ain't got nothing. The whole act, the 15th chapter, is dealing with the circumcision of the Gentiles and bringing them in line with the New Testament church and the commandments but of God. But what about this blood and the dietary law, Brother Julius? Let's go to Genesis chapter uh, 9 and begin reading that verse uh, 3, 9 and 3. 9 and 3. Genesis Way back in the days of Noah. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, uh-huh. even as the green herb have I given you all things. Yes. But flesh with the life thereof, right. which is the blood thereof, uh-huh. shall you not eat. Oh, so you don't eat the blood. Why, black guys? Wow. You don't eat sisters and brothers. So when he said stay away from blood, uh-huh. brothers and sisters, he was saying according to the law, even back in the book of Genesis, that Every animal that you catch and kill and eat for food, uh-huh. you cannot eat the blood, brothers and sisters. Let's show them a couple of more scriptures. Leviticus, the 17th chapter. Leviticus 17. And we're going to go through these things real quick, brothers and sisters. Read verse 1 and 2. Leviticus 17 and 1 and 2, Black Eyes. Leviticus 17 uh-huh. and 1 and 2. Go ahead. And it reads, brothers and sisters, and the Lord spake unto Moses. Wait a minute. No, no. This is the Mosaic law? The Lord's law. Do, Jesus, the Lord gave it to Moses. I am the Lord, and what? I change not. Read it. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, and unto all the children of Israel, saying to them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying, uh-huh. What man soever there be of the house of Israel that kills an ox or lamb or goat in the camp, or that kills it out of the camp. That's a, uh, Notice he used clean beef. Continue at verse 4. Uh, no, skip all the way down to verse 10. Read the whole thing on your own, but we get to the gist of the matter. The, what I'm looking for is the Lord commanded Moses to command the children of Israel. What's good for Israel is good for the world. What's bad for Israel is bad for the world. So the brothers, read it. Leviticus 17 and 10. Well, go ahead. Remember, we're explaining to you what in the book of Acts, the 15th chapter, uh-huh. James was talking about when he said, stay away from blood. Although religions... Some religions tell you that that's the reason why you can't have blood transfusions. We're showing you what's actually being talked about. I came that you might have what? Life and life. So sometimes it takes blood transfusion to save life. Even a product of blood, which is plasma, to save from what they call it in the hospital. Jesus saved our lives with the shedding of his blood. Why can't I save your life? With mine. And the book tells you that what greater love than a man that he would sacrifice his life for his brother. Sometimes you have to get, black guys, would you give me a kidney if I needed one? If you needed one, brother. Would you give me a blood transfusion to save my life if, you, if I needed one? Start my um, two right now. Leviticus 17 and 10. Come on. Right? And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers, uh-huh. those are your Gentiles, that sojourn among you, what? that eateth any matter of blood. That do what? Eat any matter of blood. Uh-huh. I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood. Why? And will cut him off 
from among his people. I will kill him is what the Lord is saying. Read, right? Verse 11. Yes. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Go ahead. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. Just like I did in the beginning in Genesis when I am the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Come on, Ice. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Yes. Leviticus 17 and 12. Come on. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, uh-huh. no soul of you shall eat blood, uh-huh. neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you So I don't want the blood. Gentiles in Acts 15 chapter to abstain from blood. Don't eat the blood because that is a big thing. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen it. of the jury, we hope that we have proved with you without a shadow of a doubt Read the whole thing. that according to the word of God, right. which we read on tonight's Bible show Truth Out, that God has a dietary law. Right. It has never been changed. All of God's prophets followed this law, even all the way in the New Testament. Right. Although this law was established in the Old Testament, all the way in the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, that Peter himself and all the disciples kept this law. So if you are a disciple of Jesus the Christ, uh-huh. and if you are a follower of Jesus the Christ, then you have to do what his word says do, brothers and sisters. Not what black eyes to brother Julius. Keep his commandments. We thank all of you all, brothers and sisters, for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show. Truth Hour, hosted by Black Ice and Brother Julius. And as always, our model, Black Ice, is if you can't read it, then do not believe it. Read Isaiah 66 chapter. If you want to continue to stand behind that tree in the midst, the negative tree, have it your way. Thank you so much for listening. For those who are tuned in via um, talk show, radio um, show, we're about to go ahead and end our recording. And we want to go to you and find out what you thought about tonight's show. But, again, we pray that you were edified and that God was glorified. And we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Yahshua, brothers and sisters. Amen. Let's up, go ahead. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.